Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Chittletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Connecticut is Richard Bistrong, CEO of Frontline Anti-Bribery. Richard will be speaking at the 2024 European Compliance and Ethics Institute on the topic, What Happens When the Gray Zone Meets the Behavioral Code? Should be a great session there, but we're not going to be talking today about the session. Instead, we're going to be talking about how to make the most of your time and how to network most effectively at the conference. Richard, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking on this topic. So with the meeting coming up, I understand you had some strategies that you thought would be really good for people to know for connecting and networking. Can you tell us about them? Um, I'd be happy to, Adam, and thank you for inviting me back. And with full attribution, a lot of these ideas have come from Dory Clark, who gave a wonderful speech at the Thinkers 50 meeting in London, which was in May, titled Strategies to Connect. So I think the first part is, you know, Adam, we've all been that person in a room of mostly strangers where either we're the person who doesn't know anyone or we can't find anyone that we know, or maybe we're seeing someone that's just, you know, in the corner and, you know, looking a little intimidated. So I think let's start out with with talking about, you know, that persona, right? We've all been there. And and Dory's advice, and I think it's great, is act like a host. So if you see that person that just looks a little bit stranded, why not grab them, invite them to, to be a part of the folks that you're talking to as if you were hosting the conference? And I think if we can all have that, you know, we all have a responsibility to, to be a gracious host. Uh, we can help uh, those people and hopefully they'll help us when we're in that awkward moment. Yeah, and we all have. And I think it's a good point. I mean, everybody needs to know, look, you're all compliance people. We're all there together and it's a safe place to be reaching out and to try and bring others into the conversation. So let's say you have met a small group and are chatting. Any best practices for how to make the most of that time? Be a croissant, don't be a bagel. And what I'm referring to there (laughs) is don't close the circle on your conversation, right? Because if you have a conversation in a closed circle, you are not sending out a signal that, hey, we're open to you come and joining the conversation. So if we think of our conversational setup like a croissant, we're sending out the signal, you know, come on in and join us. We welcome other people to be a part of this conversation. And along those lines, I always think of somebody I know who used to be terrific about doing that is when you were at a gathering and I would see him and he'd be talking to someone else. He'd say, hey, Adam, I was just talking to Richard about this, you know, and explain briefly and bring person right into the conversation. It was a simple technique, but it was a great way for you not to be the person stuck sort of hanging around the perimeter and not knowing what's going on. Now, what would you say to someone who may not be the best at making small talk? How is it best for them to help start a conversation? So maybe think about a few things in advance. Uh, As Dory said, try to nail a few icebreakers in advance. Uh, you know, and, and, and they're open type statements, they're, 
inviting curiosity. They're a little bit out of the box, like, hey, you know, here's what it's not. Is this your first time in Amsterdam? Like, we've all been there, right? How about something more creative? Like, so like, what's the coolest thing you've like found in your work over the last year? Or, you know, what's exciting in the field? Like what's changed since last year? And Adam, a, a little bit of a hack, and maybe we could put this link in the, the notes. I use these Vertelis cards from time to time and they're titled Less Small Talk, More Genuine Conversations. So I'll pull out a card or two and I will sort of have that as a backup. And now when I see people in Amsterdam, they're going to ask me which card I'm using. But like ones that I love are, what are the three things that gave you the most energy last year? Like what's what's made the most, you know, the biggest impression on you? Or, you know, who or what has surprised you the most over the last year? And I like these cards, Adam, and these questions because you're not making it professionally oriented or personally oriented, you're giving the person the opportunity to say, oh, well, I went on this cool holiday or I went for this great compliance training. So I really like the open-ended questions and, and to think about them in advance. Be curious, be humble. Two great admonitions for everything in life. Um, I have to say it was sort of like Ted Lasso-like there with you know his, emphasis on humility and curiosity. Uh, so let's say you're going to the event with someone, a colleague, or maybe you know somebody else who you don't work with, but you know well, and you're both planning on hanging out together. Is there any situations where two is better than one? Um, because you, know, you still do want to meet other people and you don't want to just spend all your time together. So I love this counsel from Dory. The answer is very much yes have a wingman or have a wingwoman. So if you are there with someone and you're like, oh, I really would like to meet someone from XYZ, whether that's an organization or a person, let your wingman, let your wingwoman know. By the way, if you see this person or someone from this organization um, and I don't, like, do you think you can bring them by and, and just say hello and, and introduce them because you know, odds are like we're doubling the chances of making that connection if our friends or colleagues that are with us, if we just share, you know, specific people or organizations we'd like to meet and then have your wingman and wingwoman look out for you and, and bring that person over if they run into them instead of you. That's a great idea uh, because hopefully you're going to different sessions and having, uh, you know, having opportunities to meet other people. Now, no one likes to bother the host or an organizer at a networking event. So any strategies there? I mean, what's funny is for us on the staff, we're more than happy to talk to people and be helpful, but there sometimes seems to be a hesitation. So, you know, this one I learned <clears throat> by mistake is like, don't stay too close to the host. You know, sometimes it's easy. You talk to the host, you introduce yourself, and then you take a step or two away and you start chatting, you might be mistaken for the host. And people are like, oh, <laughs> thank you for having me here. So I think the best advice here is introduce yourself to the host, you know, say hello. And then uh, it's always nice, I think, to have the host in sort of bird's eye view or line of sight. 
because if you are looking to meet someone specifically, you might see them coming into the room. Where is the best point that that's likely to happen? When they say hello to the host. So, you know, again, if you're strategically looking to meet certain people, uh, being in the line of sight of the host is always good. Even you might say to the host, by the way, if so-and-so comes here, would you just point them in my direction? But don't stand in the line of the receiving line or you're going to be the one saying hello to everybody. Especially at our conferences, if you're wearing a red shirt, since the staff all has to wear red shirts. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So, Richard, let's say all of this fails and now you're that person in the corner stuck by yourself looking at your you know, iPhone, not because you have email to answer, but because you don't know what else to do with yourself. Then what? Then you just find that croissant, Adam and say, hi, I, I'm Richard. Um, you know, I don't recognize anyone here. Um, do you mind if I join you and just, you know, say hello? And, you know, there's the value of the croissant. And I think, you know, and especially knowing the SCCE's community, you're going to be welcomed into any group. So, so don't be afraid just to walk up and introduce yourself. Good to hear. And uh, any advice or best practices for after the event of how, once you've made these connections, to best follow up with them? A little bit of a cautionary tale here. Uh, and so we'll speak to, to two different audience groups. If you're a third party or you're a provider, you know, try to have organic relationships meet people get to know them you can communicate you know after the event especially if, if you exchanged email addresses but do not send a marketing email do not say oh can you introduce me to the person who's responsible for your whistleblowing line or can you introduce me to the person who runs your learning and education like i i'm such a believer in what dory has to share no asks for the first year, right? They don't come off as authentic, uh, you know, and then people will realize, oh, now I know why they were so happy to meet me because they want to, you know, sell me something or, you know, they want me to introduce them to someone where if you take a year to get to know someone, you know, and then you have that ask, you know, it's going to feel more organic for everyone. And, I think the same goes for those who might be in-house. Uh, maybe you're looking for a new role or maybe you're looking to be introduced to HR. Like, I would also be cautious about the timing on that. I really like the one-year mark. Again, that's not like a rule, but, you know, following up or, and having an ask with someone like right after you meet them, I just don't feel that that's authentic or helpful, and it's certainly not going to drive a long-standing relationship. Uh, that's great advice. And the one thing I would add to everyone is, when you meet people at a conference, you know, or any professional setting, take advantage of Outlook. You know, in it, there's all the fields for name, address, phone numbers, self—I mean, uh, email address too. But the biggest field is the notes one. And take the time to write down how you met the person, what you talked about, 
if they express they have a passion for whatever, whether it's compliance related or they're into, you know, Formula One racing or they love to do something else, write that down because that gives you one, a good way to remember that person afterwards, but a good way to stay in touch because that way, for example, if you see something that dovetails with what they are interested in, you can send them a note saying, hey, thought you'd want to do this. So people realize you're not the person who's just looking to use them to connect to someone else. Uh, it makes a big difference. Anyway, well, Richard, thank you for sharing these insights with us today. And I look forward very much to your session at the European Compliance and Ethics Institute. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.